The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Alright everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Talon Jenkins, joined with our host, we have Ryan Gilbert and Joel Myers. Boys, how are we doing tonight? Doing alright, you know, big, big Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights comeback win to kind of save my betting night after the Flyers just completely ruined my night. 3 nothing, just no show in New Jersey with two games after AV was fired. So that's not great, but it was a, de- a decent betting night. Well, I'm feeling a little worse now after I heard you pronounce my name there, Joel Myers. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. All right. I'm feeling good, though. I mean, uh, how can I feel otherwise after the Avs just crushed the Rangers with all the boys back together again? Um, it's a rare sight these days to see McCarr, McKinn, Landeskog, Kemper all on the ice at the same time. And that's what happens. We just put a, a seven-burger on a, on a good Rangers team, even with the rookie goalie. But yeah, bets are great today. My team won, so uh, both teams won. If you count the if you count the Canucks too, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm feeling good. Let's get it going. Yeah, that was a slap rate in my face. I had the fucking under at six point five, and you guys go and put up seven goals <laughs> on your own. <laughs> Hi. Well, before we get going here, guys, we'll tell everybody, uh, by all means, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Lots of cool shit there. That's the place to be if you're trying to make some money uh, when it comes to hockey, football, college football, NBA, college basketball, bunch of other cool shit in sports there. By all means, go check that out. And like always, a nice little shout out to all of our friends in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group. Slack group is awesome. Join the Slack. Come say hello. That's where you want to be for all the live bets. Just some shit talking. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun in that group for sure. 
Yeah, the Slack's great. Get live bets, late live line movement, stuff like that. And also make sure you search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, subscribe to us. If that's on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey or Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. Let's go ahead there. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Let us know what you think with a rating and review. All right, boys. Well, uh, how about we jump in to our mortal locks from last week's shit show of an episode? <laughs> Before we get going, I think I think we got to apologize to some of our listeners here. <laughs> it, it was our first ever Friday show. I got off work at three, got home about three forty-five. We didn't record till eleven. I was boozing for about seven hours. <laughs> I think Joel was in a similar boat. But fuck it, me for some good listening. Eh? Yeah, what are you apologizing for? That was probably our best episode yet. <laughs> He's apologizing because we went zero and three in our locks. <laughs> He's apologizing for his Vegas Golden Knights takes, I guess. Yeah, to uh, to anybody I might have offended uh, with my Vegas Golden Knights take, I apologize for absolutely fucking nothing. I stick by it. The Knights ain't making the goddamn playoffs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're making the playoffs, but uh, maybe not a couple years from now. <laughs> all right boys so we'll jump right into our uh, locks dogs and totals from last uh last friday's show uh ryan why don't you kick us off here bud yeah my lock i had the florida panthers they they won in either overtime or a shootout but i i got i didn't like the juicy line so i took them to win in regulation plus 110 so that was a loss that was the second time i've taken them as a lock to win in regulation and they won in overtime so screwed me twice there my dog got me the Detroit Red Wings, barely a dog, plus 100 against the Islanders. I think that was also an overtime game. And then Penguins, Canucks, under five and a half. I believe that was a, that was a 4-1 Penguins win. So got, got a got a close win there as well to finish finish two and one for my picks there. I think I remember saying that the Islanders would win uh, one of the two weekend games. And they both went to overtime. So they got two points, which technically, you know, counts as a win, right? So... That one didn't get there because Ryan got his uh, dog win. But uh, the next day, the Jets beat the Leafs, literally. They they, they beat him up on the ice, and they, they got a guy suspended for six games. So good for them. And uh, my total was uh, the Avalanche, over three and a half, because we score that many goals every game. All right. I had, uh, for my lock, Boston money line against Tampa, uh, minus 120. Unfortunately, that game didn't hit I got to be honest, I don't know why the fuck it took the Bruins over the Lightning. That was a pretty dumb choice. I blame the booze. Um, my dog, though, Chicago Moneyline against the New York Islanders, a plus 135. That did hit. Looking back now, not really too surprised. New York's kind of in a free fall right now, so that worked out well. And then for my total, I had St. Louis, Florida under six at minus 105. Again, that one missed. So I think I'm going to have to lay off the sauce a little bit before I start making these picks, boys. You guys both cashing at my expense there against the <laughs> Islanders. <laughs> swap, swap the dogs, though. I'll all, all hit our dog. Yeah, that's, that, that's got to count for something. You're right. All right, we'll jump into some uh, NHL news and discussion topics. A little bit going on around the league since we last spoke. Um, mainly a couple coaching changes here. And lucky enough, we got some fans of both teams that did so. Uh, with that being said, let's jump right in here. We have the Flyers coaching change. Uh, Ryan. What do you think, bud? Yeah, yeah let's start the show on, on a nice down, depressed note. Flyers <laughs> lost 10 in a row. They lost eight in a row. Ellen Vigneault was fired after that. It was kind of kind of way overdue, like a, a very long losing streak. But, I mean, the Flyers are playing some pretty tough teams. I really thought uh, tonight, Wednesday night in New Jersey, would be a big turnaround for them. Get Mike Yo behind the bench. He had a practice, had a day off. 
came out, scored absolutely zero goals after scoring five against the Avalanche, who didn't really have a great goalie in that, but they still showed some offense. They showed some effort. They showed some life. It was a good start on, on Monday night and then just complete completely flat on Wednesday. So I think I think they'll, they'll still be looking for a coach to bring in. They're not going to keep you there. He is interim for now. People have said Rick Tockett just with the Flyers connection. I don't know if he'll make any difference. I think logically at some point the Flyers are going to have to turn this around either when Ryan Ellis gets back or when the schedule kind of eases up a bit after they play in Vegas on Friday, they have Arizona, the Devils, the Canadians and Senators four in a row. So they could easily win two, three, four of those games, maybe even just one of those games, just, just get break the losing streak. The Flyers are just in complete no man's land right now. They have Giroux on an expiring contract. They don't have any, any young guys like, like when Joel talked about the young core for Vancouver Yo. a few weeks back. It was uh, there were pieces there they could build around in the Flyers. They just had, they had ten years of they were trying to transition and their high draft picks, Provorov, Konechny, they're solid players, but they're not players they can really build around. So, this is the year for the Fletcher to do something. And if not, I feel like there could be a big, big rebuild coming in the summer. Yeah, anything I I say would sound ten uh, percent as smart as that. So, yeah. <laughs> Flyers are shit right now, and they got a new coach. Maybe he can turn it around eventually. But uh, usually when you get a new coach, the players really try hard. And uh, we didn't see they that did. today against the Devils. Not against the Devils. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had half an eye on that game. Maybe you saw otherwise, but I, that, I didn't that, see much effort. That was half an eye too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving down here. Another one, boys. It looks like the Vancouver Canucks had a coaching change as well. And lucky for us, we got a Canucks fan on this show. Joel. What do you think? Well, unlike the Flyers, uh, the Canucks did get a nice bounce back from uh, Bruce Boudreau coming into town. And more importantly, they got rid of the GM, too. Uh, clearly, the, the the fans made their voices heard and throwing their jersey on the ice the other day. And uh, they cleaned house. And Jim Benning is not a good GM. So hopefully things turn around because he didn't have a long-term plan. But, of course, we spoke about this before comes down from the owner the owner's got a different mentality uh but as for the coach uh bruce brodro we've, we've got a bad history with him uh first of all if you remember patrick Waugh banging on the glass against uh when we played the ducks a while back and that was one of his first games <laughs> he's just going <laughs> nuts on the bench looked like he was gonna climb over it to go fight old uh boudreau there but uh that's a good memory and then of course he's coaching the wild so uh, i don't have a a lot of good feelings towards him, but apparently he's, he's working out for the Canucks so far. They beat a good Bruins team, and uh, yeah, they're they're off to a nice 2-0 start. Elias Pettersson still looks like shit, so he hasn't changed him at all. Uh, but yeah, he, he likes to play the offensive players a lot of minutes, uh, so they might be a lot more goals going forward, but we'll see. All right, moving down again. This shouldn't come to a shocker to anybody, but... The Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes, are once again dumb as shit. Uh, word is coming out today that they have not paid uh, bills to their actual arena, to the city of Arizona, and they might actually be locked out of such building. Boys, it, when it fucking rains, it pours in Arizona here, eh? Maybe they should just lock them out and make a move to Quebec already. You know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're facing a December 20th eviction from Gila River Arena over unpaid taxes and fees, and they cite human error for that. Like, did someone just forget to press a button? Did they forget? Like, you can forget to pay a, a credit card bill here or there, but you're, you're a National Hockey League team. 
you you have to make sure where your home arena is. You take you can you take care of your bills there. I just I just, I just don't get it. Apparently, changing the name from the Phoenix Coyotes to the Arizona Coyotes did nothing for their uh, fan base expansion because they're still broke. Apparently, um, yeah, <laughs> it's a really bad team, and they 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 should be moving. Uh, this is getting into Atlanta Thrashers territory, if not worse. Yeah, it's it's not a good look for the NHL either, right? Like this is a team that at one time was actually owned by the NHL. So they swore they're going to try and get it right. I give credit to Gary Bettman for trying, man. But like, if it's not working, eventually something's got to fully give, and you got to pull the plug here. All right, moving down again. This one hits a little bit home, fellas. My boy, Jason fucking Spezza, suspended six games for a hit on Neil Pionk in the Leafs versus Columbus game the other day. This is a toughie for me, all right? I understand it was a dirty hit. I understand that Jason Spezza deserved to get something here. Maybe three games, maybe even four games. Hell, maybe even five. But six goddamn games for a guy that's played over 1,200 career games in the NHL without a single blemish on his fucking record. That's got to be a bit absurd here. I'm coming at it from two points. The NHL player safety, they've been taking a lot of shit lately. Some of it deserves, some of it not so much. This is kind of a case where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you don't crack the book on Jason Spezza here, you're going to have 30 other teams in this league fucking going crazy, losing their minds, saying, oh, he's a leaf. It was a malicious hit and you're not throwing the book at him because of it. But if they do give him a shitload of games, you're going to have the entire Toronto Maple Leafs fan base up in arms. Pretty vocal fan base. So like I said, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. I don't necessarily agree with it. With that being said, I guess it is kind of justified here. I just don't understand how there was absolutely nothing called on the ice for anything that happened in that game. <laughs> it just shows how much of a joke like NHL officiating is this season and potentially just overall. Like even with like the cross-checking crackdown, they have not been cracking down on cross-checking. They just they seem to just call penalties whenever they want to or not call penalties whenever they want to. And this this is what we get. We we get Spezza being made an example of we get we get Pionk getting hurt we get players getting hurt and it's just if they called something on the ice they wouldn't have, wouldn't have needed the retaliation and six games it's a statement I guess at least it's only Jason Spezza not someone like like Tavares or Matthews or one of one of the big big players there. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I don't want more penalties <laughs> called. <laughs> I want them to take it out on each other. Uh, six games is way too much, but whatever. It's a leaf. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a lovely game. I, I, I loved whatever I saw of that game, and uh, I think more games should be played that way. That was a straight old-school third period, and, uh, yep, I wish those refs would uh, ref more games. Honestly, Joel, like, I'm, I'm kind of with you too, right? Like, you see, I'm sure you guys, I don't know, maybe not, but maybe you might have saw it. Like, Leafs Twitter was blowing up, and you had all the heroes out there like, oh, this is absolutely disgusting. The refs can't do this. It's like, oh, it's disgusting. Did you puke? Are you sick? No, it wasn't. So fucking <laughs> calm off your horse a little bit. It wasn't disgusting. You're being a fucking hero loser. It's not like this was old-time hockey where you see six fucking line brawls. You got goalies going at it. This is as, as, I guess, gong show as you can get in 2021, which hindsight with the shit that we grew up, it's nothing, right? And I'm sure we'll have a bunch of people online or maybe whatever just saying, oh, get this out of the game. It shouldn't be played like this. Well, fuck off, all right? It was a lot of fun to watch. And the refs didn't call it on either side of the thing. So at least they were consistent, man. So that's why I'm not on Twitter. I don't have to deal with all those. (laughs) 
if they're gonna take it out, it's just like it shouldn't be like a dirty play like that. Like, like let, let them fight, let them scrum after the whistle. But like, a, like a knee to the head like that, I feel like is something that you, oh. you don't want to say. Like, I don't disagree with you guys that it's good to see physicality in the game, but it's just like when it crosses the line like that is just too much. Now, but what are you supposed to do though? If a guy's trying to slide and play a puck with his hand, are you supposed to dive head first into him to hit him so it's not a knee on his head? Like. You're allowed to hit if he's got the puck. If you want to fucking go on one knee and try and slide the puck out with your hand, you're vulnerable for a hit, man. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I guess that that makes like players maybe play more players are going to do that, and like if they get hit, they'll get penalties gone. So yeah, it, it's it's a catch twenty two situation. It just, it just sucks. There's no win. Like it co- it comes down to accountability though, right? And we got to see that a bit more. Like we were always taught growing up, like you're accountable for your own positioning on the ice. Keep your fucking head up. Don't turn your back on the play. Don't slide when there's a chance you're about to get hit, right? So it's simple as that. I know people aren't going to want to hear it because that's not the way the game's played anymore. To them, I say, go fuck yourselves. But (laughs) either way, it happened. And I'm with you, Joel. It was a fun game to watch, and you don't get to see too many of those anymore. Sounds great. All right. Moving down again. Boys, we, we got a goal of the year candidate, if not a goal of the decade candidate. That Trevor Zegers assist was straight up fucking nasty, and goddamn, it made me happy to be a Ducks fan here. What do you think? Yeah, th- that's a goal you're going to see on highlight reels in for for years. It's going to be one of the, those classic goals. Players are going to start trying it now. I saw the I think University of Wisconsin hockey practice. They were trying it out, and and Zegers said Milano was calling for the Michigan, and he saw he saw the pass open and he tossed it to him and. Incredible play by, by both players, but Zegers, just to even think about doing that, he has fucking balls of steel. First of all, is Sonny Milano not the most Jersey Shore name you've ever heard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight out of the Sec- fucking Sopranos. Hell yeah. Second of all, that's great for my Trevor Zegers rookie of the year ticket because, you know, these voters, they're not going to be spending time watching these late night games, 1030 on the East Coast on the... The Anaheim games, but uh, they'll be seeing this highlight all year long, and that'll sway their vote. And I need every help I can get because Lucas Raymond is dominating that that uh, award so far. So this is a a nice little uh, nice little win my way. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Twenty six year old rookie Michael Bunting is going to take it anyway. Second in league rookie scoring, about to be first. Come on. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, guys. With that being said. We got a Big Ten game slate here kicking off on Thursday. How about we jump right into it, no? A lot of games here. Let's go. All righty, let's go. Games itself are for Thursday, December the 9th. Can't believe it's December 9th already. That's fucking insane. Anyways, here we go. We got kicking it off. First game on the docket. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Uh, Looks at Tampa Bay money line pays off plus 115. Toronto money line minus 135. The over under is set at six. Both over under paying minus 110. I'll start us off here, boys. You already know what I'm taking. I'm taking the Leafs money line at minus 135. This This is a big game. No, sorry, no Mitch Marner, no Jason Spezza, no Travis Dermott, no Rasmus Sandin. This is an adversity game for this team, guys. And everybody knows if you want to be a real contender, you have to go through adversity in the regular season. Look back a few years ago when Tampa won the President's Trophy, set records for the most points out of any team in the regular season, and then they go and get swept in the first round by Columbus. You need adversity in the in the year to win in the playoffs this is a big game for this Leafs against a division rival with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm taking the Leafs minus 135 at home. 
I am leaning towards the Lightning here, just like you said, with the injuries, with Marner out, with Spezza out, with those guys out. It's these are two really good teams here. Toronto's missing a few players, and Tampa's kind of kind of coming through. They won four in a row. They barely squeaked out the win in Montreal. They had had two late goals to win in regulation. I feel like they're going to try to try to get it really going against Toronto. They're they're eight two eight two and two on the road, so it doesn't really phase them too much. And and at plus one fifteen, I feel like that, that's a good price for them. I lean toward the Lightning here, but uh, my better play is the under six. Um, I know the Leafs can score goals for fun. They're third in the league and expected goals for, but a lot of that production comes from those those missing guys, Marner and Sandine. And the Lightning, uh, they're one of the best expected goals against, top four. Yeah, they're fourth in the league. Um, and there's two great goalies here. Uh, both goalies can have a great, day, great game. We could see a 2-1 game because it's just a goalie battle. Classic. Uh, so I don't see a lot of goals scored in this uh, under six. I think I think it's a good bet. Because another thing too is that the Leafs, you know, they're going to be under pressure. This is the defending cup champion. This is where they're supposed to be. This is where they're going to be tested. And I think there'll be a little bit of pressure. So maybe they won't go balls to the wall, heavy metal attacking hockey, and it'll be a bit of a slugfest. So give me the under six. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. PricePix has the best NHL DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NHL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bottom six grinders. They offer any prop you can think of, from shots to goals and everything in between. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections to win up to ten times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. They allow mixed sport entries as well, so you can take the over on a Connor McDavid prop combined with the under on a LeBron James prop in the same entry. You can use the, the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. 
Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Right on. Moving down the slate here, we have the, again at the 7 p.m. time slot, the Chicago Blackhawks against the Montreal Canadiens. The game itself is in Montreal. Uh, looks like Chicago money line pays off minus 130. Montreal money line plus 110. The over under set at 5.5. Over plays plus 105. The under minus 125. I, I don't think you guys are going to disagree with me on this one. Chicago money line minus 130 has to be the play here. Montreal are absolute garbage right now. I was talking to a buddy at work that's a Habs fan here, and he says this whole season might as well be a wash. We're tanking for a draft pick, boys. So I'm taking Chicago money line minus 130. Fuck the Habs. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Chicago is really the play here. It's Montreal's really bad. They they've lost four straight, lost six to seven. Mark Andre Fleury, like you said, he's he's a good goalie. He's six and three and with a nine three two save percentage in the last month. The Blackhawks kinda hung tough with the Rangers until the third period on Tuesday, even though even though it was a six two final score. I think it was two two for a good bit. I think they had a, I think they had a lead in that game. And they've been alternating wins and losses in their past ten games. I, I feel like they're gonna do that here in, in Montreal. They're they're a better team. Montreal's just just not good. So give me Chicago on the money line. You know, the Canadians actually outplayed the Lightning the other game. Um they were they were winning like a couple minutes left and the lightning tied it up and then they won regulation uh, totally undeserved that's a, a horrible bad beat for any canadians backers but they they showed a lot of heart in that one uh, and of course you would expect that against the lightning after that uh that stanley cup final and uh kucherov's comments towards their fan base and all that but uh yeah that that you might have a letdown spot after that because losing that way has got to be heartbreaking. You know, they want to beat the Lightning again, and they couldn't. And now they got the measly Blackhawks coming in, so it's hard to get up for that spot again. So I would lean to the Blackhawks here. I would, I would take the Blackhawks, probably another betting him. I totally forgot about Kucherov chirping the Habs last year. Just buckled on Bud Lights. That was unreal. All right, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot here. We have the Anaheim Ducks against the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is a tough game for me, boys. God damn. Anaheim money line paying off, minus 115. Columbus money line, minus 105. The over under set at six. Overpaying, minus 105. The under, minus 115. Uh, Joel, kick us off. Uh, what do we got? I like the Ducks here. Uh, I think that of the two maybe surprising teams this year, uh, they, they're the, the more legit. I think the Blue Jackets will fall off more than the Ducks will. The underlying numbers suggest the Ducks are actually... They're they're deserving these goals that they're scoring. They're scoring way more goals than they have in the last couple of years. You know, they're more defensive style, just relying on Gibson to win them games. But now they're actually opening it up, and all these young players coming in, they're they're putting up points. They're uh, they're doing well, and the Jackets, on the hand, they're getting a lot of puck luck. That they're in the, like the bottom five or six and expected goals for. So even even though they're scoring a lot of goals, it, it's not really uh, deserved. It's a lot of puck luck involved. So I like the Ducks in this one here. Better goalie, too, I think, with uh, either Stolarz or Gibson. Um, should be Gibson, though. Yeah, I think I like the Ducks here, too. They, they won They won in Buffalo 2 nothing. They had two tough shootout losses before that when they, they outshot the Capitals by five, and they were two shots fewer than the Flames and the other shootout loss. So, and they had two wins before that. So they could easily have, have five wins in a row if, if the shootouts went the other way. 
Um, they just seem like a better team right now. But Columbus is nine and three at home, so this is a home game before they go out west. So they may be trying to get get a win to feel good go out west. So, but the better play I have here is the over though. The Ducks score three point three goals a game. Columbus allows three point three goals a game. Anaheim's gone over five of their last six, six of their past eight, and Columbus has played two straight overs and has gone over five of their past seven. So. These are two two teams you feel like are going to be bad. Might be a low scoring game, but I, I see a high scoring game here. This is a tough game for me. I'm like a I'm like a proud parent, you know, watching their two kids, the two kids kind of play along here. And when you're a proud parent watching your two kids play, what do you want to see most? You just want to make sure nobody gets hurt. You want to make sure one's not beaten up on the other one too hard, you know. So as a fan of the Anaheim Ducks, as a fan of the Columbus Blue Jackets this season. For that reason alone, I'm taking the under six at minus 115, probably falsely disregarding everything Ryan just said, which is going to come back and bite me in the ass. But like I brought up, I'm taking the under at six. I don't want to see either team beat up on each other. I want to see a 2-1 game, one nothing game, you know. Now, with that being said, if I sign into that Slack group tomorrow and I start seeing a bunch of quacks and I see those duck emojis flying around in there, oh, baby, you know I'll put some money down on Anaheim. So I'll tell you what, I'm on the under, but if I see, I'm going to call it five duck emojis and three quacks, I'm going to be in on the Anaheim Ducks money line. My bet's in your hands here. <laughs> All right. Now moving down to the 7.30 p.m. slots, we have the Nashville Predators against the New York Islanders. Uh, the game itself is in New York. Uh, Nashville money line pays off minus 105. New York money line minus 115. The over-under is set at 5.5. Over pays plus 115. The under minus 135. Straight up, I'm taking Nashville money line minus 115. New York has yet to win at home. They're 0-4-2 at the year. They can't get a win at the fucking USB, UBS arena, whatever the fuck it's called. Nashville money line is the play, minus 115 here. Yeah, there's nothing else you can do. The Islanders beat the Senators, but the Senators are fucking horrible. So <laughs> I can't trust the Islanders to beat anybody, despite what Joel may say. Uh, Nashville's won two straight, beat one in Detroit 5-2. They can easily go into Long Island and, and get the win here. Yeah, this uh, this home this new home arena is not working out for the Islanders. Uh, there might be ghosts from the Nassau Coliseum showing up there and cursing them because they never should have moved. You know, that that was a great building, even though it was dinky as shit. There was character there, you know, and the, the fans right over the ice, they can get in there, get the chance going. Uh, it sounded like a European football stadium. Uh, and they don't have the same atmosphere anymore. But you know what? The Islanders are the better team. And you know I'm going to bet the Islanders because I have an addiction, I guess. <laughs> They're going to turn the season around, okay? <laughs> mark, mark my words. Mark my words. I'm going to be looking uh, up, uh, make playoffs bets here pretty soon. Uh, we'll see what kind of juicy odds I can get there. But uh, yeah, the Islanders, they're going to they're gonna break the curse here. They're going to win that first home game. Nashville's a lot better at home. We know this. Uh, they may be feeling a little cozy with those two straight wins. Uh, but it's still going to be a hard place to play in New York there. Yep. You'd lean to the under here too, but at minus one thirty-five, under five and a half, that's just a little too juicy. So, uh, yeah, just give me the Islanders, the money line, easy. All right, moving down here to the eight p.m. slot, we have the Detroit Red Wings against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the game itself is in St. Louis. Detroit money line pays off plus one fifty. St. Louis money line minus one seventy. The over/under is set at six. Over pays minus one hundred five. The under minus one fifteen. Ryan, what do you got for me, bud? Normally, Harry, you would look at this line, say the Blues minus 170 at home, where they're 8-3-1. and one. 
easy bet, but that's not the case here. They're starting their fourth string goalie, Charlie Lindgren. This season in the AHL, he's 8 1 and 1 with a 925 save percentage. <laughs> but looking at his career numbers, in uh, 147 career AHL games, his save percentage is 8.899. He had three straight, four straight seasons under 900. He's not a good goalie. And, and the Red Wings have, have been surprising people this season. Uh, they won five in a row before losing to Nashville. St. Louis has kind of been been shaky recently. They won in overtime against Florida, but they lost two before that. So I, I like the Red Wings here in the value at plus 150, and I also really like the over with with Lindgren starting. And Thomas Grice's save percentage is also 0.899. So two bad goalies here. It's also Detroit's played three straight overs. The Blues have played five straight overs. So I like the underdog Red Wings here, and I like the over. Isn't is it isn't it going to be uh, Billy Huso playing for the for the Blues? No, he has a lower body injury. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> yep. Give me Detroit as well. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't really matter. Who's is a shit goalie anyway? Uh, but yeah, the Red Wings. There. I don't know why they're they're plus one fifty. That's that's pretty nuts. You got to take that. This is what some people would call a trap, but I don't believe in trap lines. This is this is a, just a bad line. And uh, yeah, the Detroit Red Wings are actually playing well this season. Uh, and they got those young guns firing. <laughs> Basically, the two rookies are their whole their whole team right now, Mort Sider and Lucas Raymond. They're getting good goaltending too. But if if it's Thomas Grison that he he's not he's not as good as Nadelkovic. So I, I do like the over here as well. So yeah, Red Wings plus one fifty and the over six all the way. Yep, you guys said it right there. I I am on the over six at paying off minus one hundred five. Both of these teams aren't really that great when it comes to uh when it comes to the defensive side of the game here it looks like detroit is currently 22nd in the league for goals against per game at 3.19 and st louis is tied for 16th at 2.84 but keep in mind they are starting charlie lindgren like you said so yeah this uh this has to be an over game here i think we're all on it watch it'll be a one nothing shutout or something fucking stupid (laughs) like that but what can you do all right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot, we have the Boston Bruins against the Edmonton Oilers. The game itself is in Edmonton. Uh, looks like Boston money line pays off plus 105. Edmonton money line minus 125. The over under set at six. Uh, over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. I'm straight up, boys. I'm on the Oilers money line at minus 125 here. They're trying to bake a th- or break a three-game losing streaks, and the Bruins are on the second night of a back-to-back here. To me, this screams Edmonton just dominating at home. I'm on the Oilers money line minus 125, even though it's against a pretty solid Boston team. Yeah, the Oilers have, have screwed me a few nights in a row here. With I thought they would get it done against LA. Uh, they got outshot 40 to 22 and lost 5-1. Wild was, was was a tough game at home, but like you said, Boston in a in a back to back, maybe they'll be they'll be kind of motivated after losing in a shootout in Vancouver. But I feel like the fatigue will kind of win out there. I do like the I lean to the Oilers here a little bit. They're eight four and zero on one day rest, and they're the Bruins are one two and zero on no rest. So it gives me a little more confidence there to take take the Oilers. This is a a game I think you got to wait before you bet, probably because I like the Bruins and I know the line will go up. <laughs> also, Linus Olmark has an illness apparently, so we'll have to wait and see if if uh, Swayman has to play both games. In which case, uh, might like the Bruins a little less. The Oilers, yeah, they they lost their they lost their confidence a little bit, especially in the power play. You know, 
things aren't clicking the way they were. They're not getting the puck luck. We said that uh, you know, a 50% power play percentage wasn't sustainable, and that's proven true. Um, so, hmm, I like the over here because uh, you know, even though the power play is not clicking for the Oilers, uh, we got Boston on the other side, and I think that can compensate. And back-to-backs typically tend towards the over. Yeah, this is a this is a toss-up right now. I'll wait and see where the line goes, and might bet the Bruins if it gets high enough for me before face-off. Uh, moving down again to the 9 p.m. slot, we have the Carolina Hurricanes against the Calgary Flames. Uh, the game itself is in Calgary. Looks like Carolina money line pays off minus 105. Calgary money line minus 115. The over under is set at 5.5. Over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. Gentlemen, we got ourselves a fucking goalie game here. With that being said, I'm taking the under at 5.5, paying minus 120. Frederick Anderson, record of 12-5-0, goals against average of 2.04, a save percentage of 0.927, and one shutout against Jakob Markstrom, 10-5-4 record, 1.83 goals against average, and a 0.937 save percentage with the league-leading five shutouts. The under for me has to be the play at 5.5. The under is the best play here, but I, I do kind of also lean to my Carolina Hurricanes. They're 10 3 and one on the road. Kind of got back back on track here with back-to-back wins. They out- outshot the Jets 34-18. The last game, a 4-2 win. And the Flames are only 4-2 and 3 at home. So I feel like that's not too much of a home ice advantage and they back-to-back losses. So I, le- I lean to my Hurricanes here. Yeah, I would I would dispute the under here. Uh, both teams are in the top six in expected goals for. We know the Hurricanes score for fun. Actually, the Hurricanes are number one in the league in expected goals for. We know both goalies are great. They're both, uh, you know, kind of really having big bounce back seasons after a couple of <laughs> mad years. But uh, I like the Hurricanes here a lot, actually. Um, I don't know why they're dogs. You could find that plus 110 or better elsewhere. On DraftKings, it's minus 105. But they're the better team, I think. The Flames are coming off that long road trip. And usually when you get home, you know, you you just want to relax, see your friends and family, do all that stuff, and not think about hockey the way you do on a grueling road trip like the Hurricanes are currently on. And, yeah, I think the Canes come in here and do the business and beat the Flames. All right, moving down to the 10.30 p.m. slot, we have the Minnesota Wild against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, looks like the game itself isn't San Jose. Minnesota money line pays off minus 145. San Jose money line plus 125. The over-under is set at 6, overpaying off plus 100. The under minus 120. Ryan, take it over, bud. The Minnesota Wild have won seven straight games, including against Winnipeg, Tampa, Toronto. They just won in Edmonton 4-1. They're outscoring their opponents 32 to 13 in those seven games. San Jose's what San Jose's what they are. They're they're right now they're a 500 hockey team about that, playing a little bit over their heads. Uh, they got the win against Calgary, but they lost to Columbus and the Rangers before that. I, I just can't see why Minnesota is not a much bigger favorite here. So I'm I'm locking them in here at minus 145 while I can. Yeah, uh, I love the Wild here. Um, that's about the only time you'll hear me say those words. Uh, but it's the Sharks, <laughs> and you know I've been trying to fade them all year, and this is a great opportunity because the Wild, they're just a wagon. They're they are the real deal. They're nicely balanced attack, defense, goaltending. They got it all right now. Everything's going their way. Uh, they're, they're good in the road. 
And uh, the Sharks, you know, they're they're leaking a little oil here, uh, letting in some goals. They should have lost to the Flames the other day. The, the Flames just, uh, they built up a 3-1 lead and then just collapsed uh, because, uh, I don't know, they thought they won the game or something. And, yeah, minus 145 is a great price for the Wild here, so I will take them all day. All right. You two know I'm not a big fan of the nerdy stats, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to give a little stat for you here. And this stat is called goals. <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> Wild are fucking third in the league for goals per game. 3.72. They're paying off minus 145 on the money line. Minnesota has to be the play here. I might even sprinkle them in regulation. And something that's kind of quietly been unspoken. Boys, the Wild, they're on a seven-game winning streak right now. I didn't even know that until I just saw it like 10 seconds ago. Just makes me love this even more. I'm taking wild money line. Probably going to end up sprinkling Minnesota in regulation as well here. All right. Moving down to the 10.30 p.m. slot again. We have the Winnipeg Jets against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, The game itself is in Seattle. Winnipeg money line pays off minus 110. Seattle money line minus 110 as well. The over-under set at 6. Overpaying minus 115. The under minus 105. Oh. I hate this so much. I don't like betting Seattle. I fucking hate betting Seattle. I think they're a terrible team. I don't know why they're always getting decent lines here. With that being said, after what just happened that last game between the Jets and the Leafs, I can't be a Leafs fan and put any confidence in the Winnipeg Jets. Fuck the Winnipeg Jets. Seattle money line at minus 110 is my play. I'm all in on the Kraken. I'm a crackhead, baby, for one night only. Let's fucking go. I feel the same way about the Kraken. I I cannot bet on them, even though they have screwed me a few times with them at home here. Uh, I like the Jets here. They they had a tough loss last time. They they got completely shut down by by Carolina at home. But before that, they beat the Leafs six three in that game. They beat the Devils eight four before that. They had a really tough loss to the Coyotes one nothing, despite outshooting them forty six fifteen prior to that. So I feel like Winnipeg here, with with this price at minus one ten, it's this is one of those games I'm just going to bet fade, fade the Kraken here. Just the Jets are the better team, even though they have kind of been confusing so far this season. But I like Winnipeg here at minus 110. I, I do not think this should be a pick 'em game. Ooh. <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a tough game here. Uh, Kraken, you know, we like fading them early on. But uh, I think I was, I was on the – I saw the turnaround. I saw the turnaround pretty early, so I got on that Kraken – the crackhead wagon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> about 10 days ago you know started betting them that that turned out to be profitable but now we got the jets coming in a team i like to bet but you know they're not a great road team they've only won three games away from uh winnipeg so this is a tough one i think that i'll pass on this one (laughs) (laughs) you sure you don't want to do some crack with me joel (laughs) (laughs) uh but no because we have uh Philip Grubauer and that, I think that sways me to the to the over. Just take the over. <laughs> he led in three horrible goals the other game against the the Penguins. That that ruined their 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 mojo. Uh, the first game of road trip for Winnipeg, and uh, they got to be in a good mood after beating the shit out of the Leafs. So, yeah, give me the Jets. Fuck you, down. <laughs> all right moving down to the 10 30 p.m slot here we have the dallas stars against the los angeles kings uh game itself is in la it looks like dallas money line pays off minus 135 los angeles money line plus 115 the over under is set at five 
It's kind of a weird number. Uh, overpaying minus 125, the under plus 105. Joel, take it away, bud. Well, yeah, we saw the Stars just uh, play a classic Stars game where they just try to you know, capitalize on a few chances and defend their asses off and rely on their goaltender. And eventually it all fall apart because the you know, Knights are out shooting them by more than double. So you can only do that so much before a few of those go in. And uh, I think that that's got to be a little demoralizing um, after putting in such a shitty performance after a long winning streak. And, you know, after you have a long winning streak and you lose one, it kind of uh, it can snowball a little bit, you know. The Kings, they're they're a good good home team. Yeah, I, I like the Kings here at plus with one fifteen. I think that they'll be a round of picking by the time uh, this game uh, kicks off, so to speak. This is kind of kind of a toss up game for me here. I mean, the Stars did just have that demoralizing loss, so they could they could try to bounce back from there, or they could just kind of take their licks with their with their third game of four nights here. Uh, Jake Ottinger should be starting for them after Holtby started on Wednesday. Ottinger's 5-0, and 9-5-1 save percentage, 1.41 goals against. So I feel like he's someone that could come in there and kind of steal a game for them, even if they're not playing their best in the second half of back-to-back. But yeah, King, Kings are pretty good at home, 6-6-1-1. Six, six, one one. Like, that's... That's decent for for what what they're doing overall. I, I I can't bring myself to bet on another past two wins in the past ten games were against Edmonton and also they won against Ottawa. Um, I, I lean to Dallas here, but possibly the under five if you can see a really low scoring game. Yeah, the under's not a bad look there. Personally, I'm on Los Angeles money line at plus one fifteen. Uh, like you said, the Stars are on the second night of a back to back here, and Quite frankly, LA's been pretty good to me this year, boys. And keep in mind, too, Jonathan Quick expected to get the start for Los Angeles. He struggled out of the gate this year, but he's quietly building his numbers back a bit, almost like Mario Condre Fleury in Chicago there. Uh, 5 5 and 3 record, but more importantly are his actual statistics 2.27 goals against average and a 0.2 or sorry, a 0.926 save percentage and one shutout. Boys, those are some pretty good numbers. If Jonathan Quick can kind of get hot and find his game a little bit, might see some good things happening in LA this year. So I'm liking the Kings money line. Give me the home dog at plus 115. We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com SGPN. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. 
Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io today to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. And don't forget, make sure you head over to prizepicks.com and get signed up today to get that 100% deposit bonus using promo code SGP. All right, gentlemen, that covers our Thursday games. We do have a seven-game slate on Friday night here, though. Uh, Boys ready to jump into that or what? Oh, fuck Let's go. I don't even know who did that, but somebody's ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> all right we'll kick things off at the 7 p.m slot we have the new york rangers against the buffalo sabers uh game itself is in buffalo it looks like new york money line pays off minus 180 buffalo money line plus 155 the over under is set at six overpaying plus 100 the under minus 120 we got a puck line here boys i'm on the rangers puck line i don't know what the fuck it's paying but either way i'm gonna be on it aaron dell stinks this guy is terrible. He has a record of 05 and 0, a fucking 4.51 goals against average, and a 0.872 save percentage. Arendelle's a plug. Give me the Rangers puck line. This is a good New York team. Yeah, this is a line I expected to see for the wild game. I feel like this line is even kind of still short for the Rangers. The Rangers are really fucking good this year. They're 17, 5, and 3, 9, 3, and 2 on the road. They went 6, 1, and 1 against the Sabres last year. I feel like the Rangers are only better than they were last year. Buffalo's only worse. Rangers had a, had a tough loss against the Avs with uh, Adam Huska or whoever starting. They're going to have Gorgiev back for Friday. Sabres lost, what, five in a row, nine of their past ten. I just don't understand this line at all. And I do agree with Talon's puck line here. Um, the Rangers, during their seven-game win streak prior to their loss to Colorado, four of their wins were by two or more goals. All all seven wins were in regulation. Buffalo's lost five straight, nine of ten, and seven of, of those nine losses have been by two two or more goals. So the puck line here, I feel like, is, is a safe enough play to, to get the better odds. Yeah, we're seeing the real Sabres show up now. You know, they had a good start of the season, good ten games or so. But, uh, yeah, this is the real Sabres. Uh, I remember watching the game against the Ducks, and the, the atmosphere in the third period was non-existent. Um, there was no jumping on the tables, not under that Buffalo shit. Uh, it was just <laughs> silence. It was a library there. Maybe a rivalry game, you know, maybe the Rangers mean more than the, the Anaheim Ducks, but I don't I don't see it. Rangers here are going to crush the, the Sabres and, yeah, play it however you want. You can play it on the money line, you can play it in regulation, play in the puck line, team total, whatever you want. Uh, go for it. And even the, the total might, might, might go... Uh, Actually, no. Forget about that, because the Sabres might not even score. So just, if you like the total, this Rangers team total. doesn't matter who's playing in net for Buffalo. Um, just bet Rangers, whatever. <laughs> All right. Moving down here to the 7 p.m. slot, we have the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Washington Capitals. Uh, the game itself is in Washington. Looks like Pittsburgh money line pays off plus 120. Washington money line minus 140. The over-under set at 6. Overpaying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Ryan, what do you got for us? 
we got a nice metropolitan division matchup here on, on Friday night, but the Penguins right now, they, they had injuries. They got healthy again besides Malkin. They, they have two guys injured now. They have Jake Gensels out, Brian Rust out, two, two top six wingers there that add a lot to their depth. Crosby isn't, isn't what he once was. He's still pretty good, obviously, but I mean, Ovechkin's on a tear to start the season. I feel like that's how kind of this game's going to go. Capitals are Capitals are nine, one and four at home. Pittsburgh seven, three, three on the road. So I, I lean to the Capitals here. They they won five one in the first meeting at home. They've won two straight. They won five of seven, and they've won, they're eleven two and two in their past fifteen games. So Penguins just lost three straight, then one in Vancouver and in Seattle, which aren't really tough tough places to play. So I feel like Washington at home here is the look. Yeah, this is always a fun game. Uh, you know, you got the Crosby Ovechkin rivalry. Uh, these teams don't like each other. Feels like Pittsburgh has well, they do have. Washington's number, you know, go back over the long history of their playoff careers. But in this game, it seems like Pittsburgh, they're coming from the West Coast. They've got a few days off, but yeah, they, they, can, they can recharge for this one. I don't have a strong lean in this game. I'm just talking shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this will be a fun game to watch, but uh, for betting, I I don't know. You know, Jari is actually having a really fucking good year. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh, the Number one penalty kill, so they might be able to silence a Vetchkin that way. But yeah, I'm just throwing a random stuff here because I'm not betting this game, not until Friday anyway. <laughs> All right, I got a take here, and this is a pretty bold take. I'm taking the Washington Capitals money line minus 140. Gentlemen, before you yell at me here for this, keep in mind this is quite possibly the boldest take I've had on this show. Alexander Ovechkin is better than Sidney Crosby. He's proving it. It's late in his career. He's still lighting the lamp. This guy is putting up 50 goddamn goals every year, and he's been living neck-to-neck with Sid for his entire career in the NHL here. This is one of these games. These guys aren't going to play each other too much often. One of them's going to end up retiring. You know, with Ovi ended up chasing the uh, the Gretzky goal-scoring record, you could probably think it'd be Sid, especially with Sid's health problems. He might be the first to go, but this is some capitalization. Note the capital pun there. Alexander Ovechkin is a goddamn better player than Sidney Crosby at this point in his career. The Washington Capitals are a better team than Pittsburgh. They're going to go out there. Washington minus 140 on the money line. That's my play. This man is a traitor to all of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Ovechkin over Crosby. Get out of here. My real name is Talon Jankovstrom. I'm actually Russian. (laughs) (laughs) It's more to the game than scoring goals, okay? (laughs) No, there isn't, buddy. Come on. (laughs) All right, moving down the list here to the 7.30 p.m. slate. We have the Nashville Predators against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the game itself is in New Jersey. Looks like Devils, uh, or sorry, Nashville money line pays off minus 120. New Jersey money line plus 100. The over-under is set at 6. Overpaying off minus 110. The under minus 110. New Jersey money line plus 100 has to be my play here. The Devils are 7-4-3 and three at home. Nashville's on the second night of a back-to-back on this one, too. And if New Jersey is wearing their Jersey jersey, by all means, fucking hammer this game, all right? But I'm telling you, that's the play right there. All right, it's back-to-back for Nashville. I'm assuming they'll start Soros on Thursday and go with their backup, whoever that is, on Friday in New Jersey. But So I do kind of lean to the Devils there, but the Devils have lost six games in a row because the two wins against the Flyers don't count right now. They're not a hockey team. I'll wait to see who the goalie is somehow. If if Soros does start Friday, I'm definitely going to be betting on betting on Nashville, depending on that. 
otherwise, yeah, Devils are, are decent at home. They're they're they got a big three nothing win against the Flyers. Maybe they'll get, give them some motivation and energy moving forward. You know, in Nashville will be starting sorrows on Thursday because they're afraid of the Islanders, <laughs> <laughs> the better team. Okay. And because the Islanders are going to win, Nashville's going to win here. Uh, it's a Friday game. You know I don't like to to uh, make strong bets games two days in advance. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Devils, they did a nice job against the Flyers today. I liked how they shut them out. I don't know how much effort there was in the Flyers' performance, but the uh, Devils contained them. And I think they can do the same here uh, against a tired, beat-up Preds team, sore after losing to the Islanders. All right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. We have the Detroit Red Wings against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, game itself is in Colorado. It looks like Detroit money line pays off plus 250. Colorado money line minus 320. The Colorado puck line of minus 1.5 is paying minus 125. The over-under set at six, overpaying minus 105. The under minus 115. Joel, what do you got? What do you think I got, man? <laughs> <laughs> I just said I don't like playing bets two days in advance, but you know what? That goes out the window when it's the Avalanche <laughs> and the Red Wings. They're going to crush them. Uh, last time we were on this podcast, I said the Avs score four goals a game. You know what? It's all the way up to 4.3 goals a game now because uh, we scored goals for fun, especially when all the guys are back. They're feeling it. McKinnon's been snake bit, but he scored today. What a goal. Uh, when he scores, they come in bunches. You know, he's, he's had like eight shots a game before and, and didn't get one, but now they're going to go in. Now they're going to go in. And the Red Wings will be throttled here uh, in Mile High City. Um, Avs are just going to – they're going to roll, okay? No question about it. This is it. This is it. Spoiler alert, this is my lock. Let's go, Avs. <laughs> yeah, a- Avalanche minus one and a half, minus 125 here. Uh, their last 11 wins have all been by at least two goals. 12 of their 14 wins this season have been by at least two goals. Seven of Detroit's last eight losses were by at least two goals, and nine of their ten regulation losses this season were by at least two goals. So Colorado, puck line, minus 125. I do love that puck line. I'll definitely be putting a unit on it. But that's not my main play in this game, gentlemen. Everybody knows on Sundays there's a lot of goals in the NHL. A wise (laughs) man once said that. Well, Friday is pretty close to Sunday. A lot closer than it would be a Monday or a Tuesday. Now, the over is at 6.5, but because Friday is closer to Sunday, and keep in mind, we know there's a lot of goals on Sundays, I'm taking the over at 6.5 on a Friday night in Colorado. I had the under tonight at 6.5. Colorado said, fuck you, I'm putting up seven on their own. I'm taking the over at six on five because there's a lot of goals on Sundays in the NHL, and Friday is pretty goddamn close to Sunday. The math you, checks out. You just explained to me how Friday is closer to Sunday than Monday or Tuesday is. <laughs> no, because <laughs> we're going linear, okay? We're not going yeah. backwards. Oh, we're going yeah, these fucking Americans Sunday. with their metric and all this yeah, shit. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Joel. There you oh, go. Yeah. All right, I got, I gotcha. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving down to the 9 p.m. slate again. We have the Florida Panthers against the homeless Arizona Coyotes. The game itself is in Arizona. Maybe. Who knows? Florida money line pays off minus 240. Arizona money line plus 195. Florida puck line minus 1.5, paying off plus 100. The over under is set at six. Overpays minus 120. Underplays plus 100. I got two plays here. 
either Florida in regulation or Florida by a fucking million on the puck line. This team's going to go in there and blow up Arizona, or maybe not, because who knows if there even be a fucking game, because where are they going to play it? But if there is one, Florida in regulation and Florida puck line, maybe parlay the two, make some extra money on that one. Those are my plays. Guys, I, I might be talking myself into here into a uh, bet on the Coyotes here. No, Brian. Florida's three, three and four on the road. That's three wins in ten games. I feel they've lost at least their past two road games. They lost in St. Louis in overtime. They lost in Washington. Lost their past six, seven road games. Arizona's Arizona can be tough sometimes. This, this is this is a big line plus one ninety five. It probably get even longer before before puck drop. Um, I feel like I'm saying that's just because Florida regulation has screwed me multiple times in my lock. I'll probably end up betting Florida, but <laughs> Arizona here could be a sneaky play. Buddy, are you sure you're not betting Seattle on uh, on Thursday? Fuck Seattle. Because this guy's smoking crack. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I, I, I can I can see where Ryan's coming from, I guess, because the Panthers have been getting lucky. <laughs> they get those crazy come-from-behind wins. Uh, they almost did it again against the Blues, but they lost in a shootout or overtime, something like that. But yeah, this this one is just, you can't trust the Panthers right now <laughs> to win uh, blowouts, I guess. Their games are close. So I would say just take the plus one and a half with the Coyotes, you know. Maybe uh, they keep it close. They get one of those crazy goaltending performances from Vag Milk, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say Vag Milk? I don't know. I can not speak uh, Eastern European. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see them keeping close. Like, that's what the trend is with the Panthers right now. You know, they play in close games and uh, minus 120, plus one and a half. Uh, you know what? That'll probably get better too by the time Friday comes around. So, yeah, you don't like to do it. But, uh, you know, when you're, when you're homeless and you're cornered like a rat. <laughs> You just uh, come up with all the stops, I guess. I don't know. You, you can't have much to say in favor of the Coyotes. This is more just a fate of the Panthers not being able to blow out teams right now. <laughs> all right, moving down to the 10 p.m. slot here. We have the Philadelphia Flyers against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, game itself is in Vegas. Looks like Philly money line pays off plus 170. Vegas money line minus 210. Uh, the Vegas puck line at minus 1.5, paying off plus 115. The over under set of 5.5, over pays minus 130. The under plus 110. Brian, what do you got? You have to bet the house on Vegas here. I mean, they, the Flyers have not been competitive in any of their recent games. The six straight games, just losses by at least two goals, three goal losses in multiple. They lost 7-1 to Tampa Bay. Vegas coming off a, a big come-from-behind victory against Dallas. They have that. The Flyers could never hope to do that. I mean, Vegas is, what are they at home this season? They're 9-5 nine, nine at home. Flyers 4-6-2 on the road. Minus 210, it, it's it's a juicy line, but sometimes it's worth taking it when, you, when it's such a slam dunk like this. Or look at the puck line plus one fifteen, just because the Flyers have been losing my multiple goals recently. Kind of like the over here, over five and a half. Uh, Gold Knights, they score goals for fun, they let in goals for fun, or not. And the goaltending hasn't been there. We saw Robin Leonard pull today, <laughs> then they turn it around behind Laurent Bassois. and the Flyers. Uh, Carter Hart would actually played pretty well, I guess, today, but uh, you can't trust him on the road every game. Yeah, I, I this is just blindly betting Knights overs at this point because 
they're <laughs> just playing pedal to the metal hockey right now. Uh, <laughs> there's not much defensive structure going on. They're just they're just trying to get every opportunity to score and leaving all the gaps exposed in the back end. Right now, they don't have the goaltending to make up for that. So I would lean the over five and a half at this point. Just straight up beer league game, eh? Mm-hmm. Before I make this pick, I would like to apologize to our boy Munaf in the Slack group. You know, he takes a lot of heat. He's a big, big Knights fan. He's been on my ass lately since last show. With that being said, gentlemen, my pick for this game, the road dog, Philadelphia Flyers, plus 170 on the money line. Let me uh, let me take you in uh, Tally's little uh, Tally's time travel box here. Let's bring this all the way back to the 2017-2018 season. Ryan, you might remember this more than most people here. Philadelphia Flyers, as of November 11th, started a 10-game losing streak that lasted all the way until December 2nd, or sorry, December 4th, rather. And then after that 10-game losing streak, they won six fucking games in a row. Well, guess what? This team's on a 10-game losing streak four years later in 2021, and they're going to do the same goddamn thing. Flyers are going on a six-game heater here. I don't want to miss the start of it. I'm taking Flyers money line plus 170 here on the road. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed loss. <laughs> Trust right. me, you don't want to bet Flyers game at all. You know, I, I can never get it. Last season too, this season, whenever I bet a Flyers game, um, doesn't go my way. Unless it was against the Avs, but, you know, the Avs are just the best team in the NHL. All right, moving down to the 10 p.m. slate again. For the last game on the docket, we have the Winnipeg Jets against the Vancouver Canucks. Game itself is in Vancouver. Looks like Winnipeg money line pays off plus 100. Vancouver money line minus 120. The over under is set at 5.5, overpaying minus 115. The under minus 105. Joel, bring us home here, bud. Yeah, unlike the Flyers, we talked about this before. The Canucks are getting that that good uh, dead cat bounce. The new coach coming in, players are playing hard. I guess unlike or except for Elias Pettersson. <laughs> um, you should have seen his shootout attempt today. Oh, man, it was awful. Uh, this kid won Rookie of the Year two years ago. Now he looks like uh, like he belongs in the Marlies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that said, yeah, go Canucks. They're going to win this game. Uh, I think they can keep the streak going. Uh, we got, yeah, uh, Bruce Perjo is more of an offensive-minded coach, but the defense actually been stepping up, and uh, Demko put in a hell of a performance today. So he's looking to impress the coach. And the Jets, I think they're going to win in Seattle. So they'll be coming into Vancouver. Uh, and they're going to lose here. Yeah, that's all I got at this point. Go Canucks. Yeah, back, back to back for the Jets, like you said. So it's kind of tough to read. But I feel like Vancouver here, minus 120, is is a really solid play given the Jets' road, road struggles this season. They're 3-5 and 3 on the road. That's three wins in 11 games. It's not very good. And Vancouver has been... Very good at home now under Bruce Rudeau in both of their games. They've won back-to-back games at home. They've won four of their past five overall. So I feel like Vancouver here is, is definitely the play. Yep, gentlemen, I'm right there with you. Canucks minus 120. Uh, Bruce Boudreau is a pretty good offensively-minded coach. And, nope, good enough for me. He's a noted diehard Leafs fan, Bruce Boudreau. So got to ride with my boy. Got to ride with the Canucks. What was that song they were singing with his name? Was it Bruce going to give it to you? I don't think that's it. I don't know what the fuck it was, but Canucks fans are chanting. (laughs) It should be Bruce going to give it to you. That's fucking sweet. (laughs) All right, fellas. Well, that covers it up right there. That's the Friday or the Thursday and the Friday slates. 
Let's jump right into Immortal Locks, Dogs, and Totals. I'll kick us off this week, if you boys don't mind. I'm starting off with my lock. I'm taking the Edmonton Oilers money line, uh, minus 125 against Boston. Like I brought up earlier, Boston's on a back-to-back. Edmonton's trying to break a three-game losing streak. The Oilers are at home. To me, this screams Edmonton just going in there and having a strong game. Although it could be close, always hate betting against Boston. The Leaf fan in me is always a little bit worried, but I'm pretty confident in uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, etc. Oh, and Zach Hyman, of course. For my dog, I'm taking the New Jersey Devils money line at plus 100 versus Nashville. This is probably the biggest bitch dog you can get, considering it is plus 100, but it is a dog nonetheless. I'm liking the Devils here at home. And for my total, Carolina, Calgary, under 5.5, minus 120. This is a goalie game, guys. I read the stats earlier in the show. Markstrom's hot as shit. Frederick Anderson's having a strong year behind a strong defensively-minded Carolina team. The under 5.5 is definitely my play. All right, for, for my lock, I kind of alluded to it before. Wild have won seven games in a row. The Sharks aren't good. Give me Minnesota minus 145 tomorrow night, Thursday night in San Jose. Uh, my dog, I have the Detroit Red Wings shooting on Charlie Lindgren on Thursday night in St. Louis. Detroit's been good this season. Lucas Raymond, Moritz Sider, just good rookies, good good young guys there. Detroit has already beaten the Blues once this season, 4-2. So I feel like that's that's a good dog there, especially at plus 150. And I'm sticking with that game for the over. You got you got two probably not too great goalies starting. Even if the, the Djokovic do, does start, I still like the over here just because Lindgren starting. And both teams have played. Detroit's played three straight overs, and St. Louis has played five straight overs. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, <laughs> there it is. That's what it was. That's what it was. I like Bruce going to give it to you, baby. Yeah, I like yours better. <laughs> That's next. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get him going. Uh, I'm turning it to town here, but I'll just keep on betting my team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was minus one and a half, you know, against the Red Wings, huge robbery. Uh, I've always hated this team. Um, and we got a we got a big brother in here right now. Um, they used to be our big brother, but now we're the big brother. And we're going to put him in the locker. Uh, I don't have much statistical information here. The abs are just going to roll uh, against the dumbass Red Wings. Uh, the dog... Wait, if Lindgren's playing on Thursday, no, I got that wrong. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wrong team. <laughs> All right, my dog is the Kings. Although I like, uh, ironically enough, I like Ryan's dog better. Who are the the Red Wings there? <laughs> I like your dog better. So we're all fucking each other up. Oh, we should all take each other's dog. <laughs> okay, the Kings here. Uh, they're they're. they're they're going to be a pick em by the time puck drops. The Dallas Stars, you know, like I said, they played a demoralizing game today. Uh, losing that game, they got thoroughly outplayed. You know, I don't think they can have another players-only meeting uh, <laughs> again <laughs> after one loss. So they're going to lose that one. And my total is the under in the Lightning Leafs. Uh, under six there. Uh, I like both goalies a lot. Even Jack Campbell, I think he's better than the last few Leafs goalies. He's a, he's a performer. Um and I think that's a clutch game for Toronto. So I don't think that they're going to be going all out guns blazing and they're going to defend the net and the lightning too. They can, they have a very low expected goals against as well. So yeah, under six there. Yeah. A lot of good games on Friday, boys. A lot of good games. All right, everybody. Well, that pretty much wraps everything up here. Uh, before we get going, like we always say, please go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. So much cool information there. Like I said, I can't reiterate it enough, guys. I've been making money on college hoops. I don't fucking watch basketball. College football has been pretty good lately. We're getting into a bowl season coming up soon. The NFL is right there. 
thought good time to be a sports fan. And as always, if not more importantly, shout out to all of our pals in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group. If you're not in the Slack yet, you're missing out, guys. That's the place to be. Live bets. Ryan's always throwing in some player props in there, too. Lots of money. Joel's having a blast talking it up. I'm chiming in every now and there. And most importantly, everybody else that's in there commenting on a regular basis, you guys are the real ones. So shout out to our fuckers in the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group. <laughs> um, Ryan, where can they find us, bud? Yeah, well, first of all, for the Slack, I had some people reach out on Twitter to me after last episode. So if you want to find the Slack, you can go to sg.pn slash Slack, or you can just go to the website and there's a Slack drop down there. And to all the listeners, if you're listening to us on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed, we'd appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe to us on the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed as well. You can search Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. For Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. And for Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. So go ahead, subscribe, follow, review, rate. Let us know what you think. All right, guys. I am Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I am Joel Meyer. You can find <laughs> me instructing Talon how to say my name properly. <laughs> I thought you were like Vancouver great Tyler Myers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, everybody. Peace.